0: Job. Let's go. Look at me, the
1: As the Stinger says, this is Blade Job episode. Eric, episode sixty.
0: Milestone
1: sixty. It's a milestone. Now, we've been recording episodes about once a year, so we're about episode sixty years into this podcast. It's outrageous. <laughs> uh my name is uh steve carley as a host with me as always well it's funny how i say as always but you can't say that though because i've not been on here a couple times no so you, you i'm anyways.
0: always with you sometimes that's i right. have to find uh i have to do some <laughs> sometimes leave hanging. That's i have to true. find a substitute
1: that's eric marshik obviously um Eric, what are we talking about today? I know now it's funny we are we're veering off from our last couple episodes. Well, really, just the last one with wrestling. We're not doing that wrestling this time. No, we had, we are we had a pretty good run. We did have a pretty good run. That was a nice Thanksgiving episode too. Yeah. Um, but we are getting back into the uh, kind of Italian. That, would you consider? I guess yeah. This is definitely a slasher. It's yeah, a hatchet.
0: It's the, uh, yeah. We're talking about the a bay of blood. Now this um, is from
1: 1971. This is is this is isn't quite our earliest movie yet. No, I don't um, think we'll but, beat Bloody Apes. But well, we might... Bloody Apes didn't happen though. Remember that?
0: Well, you're right.
1: So, what else have we covered that was this early though? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to look. I, this may be the earliest that has actually made it to this air. Will,
0: this but... will probably be the earliest like full movie episode we do because Bloody Apes was like a live special. It had to be there. If you weren't there, you That's don't get true. it.
1: I forgot but, that the, the live episode was Bloody Apes. That's, um, right. okay. that's
0: true. There is okay. the lost episode of Bloody Apes, which I don't know. <laughs> I'm, there might be audio of it somewhere, but it's you'll never hear it.
1: You can only get it through LimeWire. <laughs> <So> we signed <laughs> but, with LimeWire years yeah, ago. Yeah, this is
0: probably the earliest movie. Because I don't right. think... Uh, yeah, it has to be this. like Deep Red, I think, was in the 70s. Yeah. Uh, Damn son. Um let Sleeping Corpses Lie, Living Dead at Manchester Morgue was sometime in the 70s. So, yeah, this is probably yeah, one of the earliest.
1: Because, yeah, you're right. those are, a lot of those were like the late 70s. So this might be the earliest. I'll be damned. Yeah. And that, once again, is a Bay of Blood streaming on Shudder. Uh, streaming on Shudder. Boy, Shudder um, really been helping us out with these movies. I'll tell you what.
0: They dropped a whole... So kind of what sparked this, I mean, because this is... I mean, obviously, we're kind of heading into the holiday movies. and we'll, we have a holiday movie p- picked up next. But Shudder dropped, like a bunch of Mario Bava movies. Who, who is the director of this? Um, and uh, they, they dropped a ton of Giallo just in general. And, I mean, a lot of this is, I would say... I mean, it's, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not the end-all, be-all uh, knowledge on this, but I, I don't think a lot of this stuff has been streaming, like, anywhere. And you have to buy, like, digital... You have to buy, like, physical copies or... I don't even know if some of this stuff is widely available dubbed like we found it. So I don't know. There's just like a lot of really cool old horror on Shudder right now, including this, Which is,
1: including this. Now, um, I have to, before we even talk about or any anything about that, was this, this is another one of those situations where I watch an mm-hmm. Italian dub movie and I think, is it like, are they speaking Italian? It doesn't, it almost doesn't seem like it to me. Maybe but, I yeah. just am terrible at it. Um, but because you know, sometimes I'll try to, you know, I'll match the, the mm-hmm. lip movement, and I'm just like, did they just dub it that well where you don't even realize it? Or like, are they speaking English, but then like with the subtitles still?
0: Well, we know the whole thing was dubbed. I mean, even in the Italian yeah. version, it was dubbed. Because, and there are several people who I do believe are speaking English. Like, there's several times where I'm like, he just said like an English word that I don't think is an Italian word.
1: <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. There's so, certain times where I'm like, wait a minute. That's clearly English. All right. Well. I had that issue with a lot of movies that we see, where I think like I can't even tell, which really makes me question how stupid I am. Yeah. But
0: we'll, we'll get into it because there's a, yeah. there's quite a few like interesting little production notes with this, and there's a lot of, I mean, the production sounds confusing. We'll get into it. The movie itself is relatively confusing, um, <laughs> but yeah, we got right. we got some good info about. Uh, a Bay of Blood, our first Mario Bava movie we've covered, so
1: which honestly surprises me. I could have sworn we'd yeah. done one before, but you know, I know, we, uh, uh, I know we did um, Lucio, Lucio Fulci. I guess I kind of yeah. got that. You know, I kind of got him confused. Mario
0: Baba's a little older; like he's he's more like true true sixties. Yeah, so you know, so like, and I've seen quite a few of his stuff, and like, it doesn't, it's not a, uh, it's not as gory as Argento or Fulci. Uh, it's, it's, uh this
1: this movie definitely gets up there though I'll say. it does I mean, not not to spoil it you know for later on but but let's, play let's job what
0: have you been watching though steve before we before we dive deep into this movie you know it's we're coming off the holiday uh, thanksgiving holiday yeah uh, what you been watching
1: um well i mean i'm trying to move or i am moving oh, so I've been, i have mean i know that i know it hasn't been like two weeks of packing and all that but Um, The only movie I really got to is it's not really a horror. Well, actually, I guess you could. Well, no, it's not a horror movie, but it's called The Nest. Um, The Nest is uh, rentable on iTunes. It's in kind of theaters, I think, or like the virtual cinema kind of thing. But um, it's that this is from director Sean Durkin, who made a movie back in his last movie was in 2010. Nope, 2011 called um, marcy uh holy shit how am I, uh Mar- marcy mary may marlene
0: mm-hmm.
1: i believe is what it is anyway <laughs> it was pretty good um the nest is jude law who i fucking love jude law and carrie coon who i also love if you ever seen the leftovers that's her one of the best actresses working today anyway um i finally caught that i've been wanting to see it for a while this is one of those movies that I, you know because i've mentioned on this podcast before that i like to kind of follow movies as they're being you know this is go through the production ladder so to speak mm-hmm. and this is one where i've known about for i feel like two years and it's like finally you know you watch it, you know you watch it from in, in production to pre-production to you know, yeah through the production, and, um, and then you finally get to see marketing for it. You know, that's pretty exciting. So, so, so
0: what what is it though? For us, non so uh, yeah, it's people who haven't been following the production.
1: It's funny because the you know now that I've seen it, it's essentially. I mean, I can read the plot synopsis real quick. Um, It's kind of like, how do you explain it? I'll I'll read the plot synopsis. Life for an entrepreneur and his American family begins to take a twisted turn after moving into an English country manor. And Mm. that sounds like kind of like a horror. It really does. It does for sure sound like it, but it's really not. Um, It's basically just, man, how do you explain it? It's basically just the kind of intense study of a marriage falling apart because Mm. of lies. I see. Um, and I, I know, you know, I'm I'm just a huge Jude Law and Carrie Coon fan, so I was like dying to see that. And I liked it a lot. Although apparently, I kind of you know, because after I see a movie, you know, I like to go on the Reddit, you know, and check it out and IMDb and all that. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't like this movie. The critics no, love no. it. Regular audiences don't, which is not a huge shock that happens frequently. I liked it a lot though, so I'm glad I saw it. And that's really been it though. I've been busy with like you know the, the preparing for the move and all that crap. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, yeah, moving stuff i hate it I hate you gotta it so get much. some movies in there you got you gotta get some because well i'll
1: i'll call myself out i'll call myself out if you remember last episode i said before the next time you record i'll have seen beyond the mat i'm streaming oh on yeah Netflix. i think you did say yeah i, I wasn't even gonna it. hold you to it you're holding yourself to it now that's why i'm gonna call myself out because it is true I, I deserve to be called out but once i move and i'm like back into you know where i need to be then i'll be able to check it out it's uh I mean, just you know, it doesn't take long to watch a goddamn movie, so it's definitely my fault. Yeah, but I don't even I, think I, it's
0: that long. It's a documentary, so it's probably yeah. I, I just minutes.
1: I have to hold myself accountable for the audience who can't yell out to me. <clears> though <what> they <throat> can on on Twitter if they want to, or if Instagram <laughs> if they want to. But, um, so I'm gonna call myself out and hold my head in shame. So you can talk about what you've been watching.
0: Okay. Well, like I said, I uh, Shutter dropped a bunch of cool giallo, so I've been dipping into some of those. Um, I checked out a few other Bava movies to just, to kind of get a, get a full representation of what I'm, what I'm in for with Bay of Blood. Um, two of that I had never seen, which was Hatchet for the Honeymoon and Shock. Shock, I think is actually his last movie he ever made. Um. Cool name. Yeah. Uh, they are they were fine. You know, it's, they're very Italian, so it's very like style, um, stylish kind of all of them were kind of confusing <laughs> probably because of the dub dialogue probably yeah. because um there's like as we covered i think i'm on one of the demons movie like uh demons episode is like we kind of explained how just italian productions were kind of a fucking mess and there was always like just like 50 hands in the pot at any given time of the movie production <laughs> so it's just constantly being yanked in different directions um and then I watched a non-Bava, non-Argento, uh, Giallo movie called The Case of Bloody Iris, which cool was pretty good. Man. Yeah. I mean, all, all, all of them of have, those are really cool names. All yeah. of them have pretty great names. I um, like that. And even all of the names for this movie that we'll get into have pretty cool names. And all, all of Bava's movies have cool names. The Italians like really it so. do have a way with naming their shit, even if I think some of it is, like, renamed, um for American audiences but um yeah so I've been watching some giallo I'll probably keep with it like I wanted to try and like watch something like over the holidays just cause it's you know it's holiday time and you know I'm not a big Christmas movie fan but um you know maybe I'll maybe we'll just crank through all the giallo that Shudder put out <laughs> but <laughs> uh, on so top of that so I guess bad. we are watching Cassie and I are watching Lord of the Rings as well um, we're we have just the Return of the King to watch,
1: so Ooh. it's her first time watching. So I got about those, a week and so. a half because that movie is long as shit.
0: Yeah, but we're not watching Ooh. extendeds or anything. We're not. We're not, you know, killing ourselves. We're just watching the theatrical cuts.
1: Okay, I know that they just put out like a really nice 4K, you know, 4K mm-hmm. UHD Blu-ray pack of all of them that are, a lot yeah. of people are coveting right now.
0: I mean, I think the extended cuts are like four and a half hours a piece or something Good ridiculously God. crazy and I like, like it's almost movies, it's like over
1: uh, holy shit
0: yeah i thought i saw like it's like if you watch all three of the uh, extended movies it's like 15 hours total well um so, so... I,
1: a long time ago when i was a little bit younger um i a couple several friends and i did do a like a marathon of all three overnight mm-hmm i don't remember if it was the extended version but we pretty much you know started that late in the evening and then finished it up in the morning i mean we threw all the night we watched it all night
0: there was a few years ago i did all the extendeds in a weekend Um, i I was sick and Uh. i you know i think brent when i lived with brent at the time he had all of them physical on physical copy so these were so this just shows how like crazy it was there was they were Blu-ray discs, which I always, you know, Blu-ray discs can hold
1: a lot of data, right?
0: Mm-hmm. There was two Blu-ray discs per movie.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm, are you sure one of them wasn't like just special special features mm-hmm. and all that? No,
0: no, no. You had to put the other disc in.
1: Holy shit! Wow.
0: Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. It was it was a wild time, but Lord of the Rings. I don't. We I, we thought about maybe doing the Hobbit trilogy, but I think we're going to kind of be uh, Middle Earthed
1: out after uh, I meet mean... the three. You know it's funny. I've never seen any of the of the Hobbit movies. Neither have so. I. And I just haven't. You know, I just haven't cared to. You know, to. I mean, I've never been like a, a biggest Lord of, the Rings, or, you know, Lord of the Rings guy. I mean, I like all the movies, but well, I liked all of the three movies of the early two thousands. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I just haven't. I, especially after I hear that they weren't great, I'm like, well, why would I? Might you know? Why am I going to waste yeah. my time watching all these? I'm sure maybe I would like them more than other people, but you know and then there's of course the whole time length and so
0: yeah so you know i think we're going to skip out on those we're going to just keep on watching some giallo because you know it's Better available idea. and it's uh, we know that it's going to probably be good for the most part i mean i'm yet to really be super disappointed by a giallo movie
1: um, that's good so before well, we jump into a bay of blood i sh- we should mention that there is one kind of piece of news slash uh slash blade job of the week and that was when daria nicolati died H- who i don't know who that is she's the girl in deep red that we talked about oh
0: yes yeah i, th- I for, first i was thinking it was a wrestler and i was no. like well yeah. yeah i could
1: understand why you would think yes that.
0: you're right uh she was like she was in deep red i think she wrote suspiria she did and she's actually she was the um main lead in shock which i just watched as well
1: yep deep red um, shock yep. yeah yeah Ten- tenebrae i
0: i guess that i would have assumed that she had already passed
1: away but... no she died on november tw- 26th so wow. right after thanksgiving it was pretty crazy because it was like it was huge on um, you know my twitter timeline like everybody's just kind of optimized for your own interests and that kind of shit so unfortunately mm-hmm. mine's full of film twitter which is a nightmare and a piece of shit place to be but um and they, and they were just beside themselves i just didn't expect this person yeah it's one of those things where you like know you have know, an actor an actress and like when they die you don't realize how big and how beloved they were mm-hmm. so when like my whole everything is everyone just oh you know daria and i'm like oh shit okay i just knew her from deep red but yeah. i wonder you know, if some of that's think, so.
0: uh due to the suspiria uh remake and kind of oh, shining maybe. some more light on on that stuff i mean i because i mean i i mean just because we're kind of engulfed in that world i don't know if the average person is like even knows what a giallo film
1: is (laughs) oh no i wouldn't expect anybody outside of like you me and film twitter to like you know be sad about that but i was just surprised by just how she took over my entire feed i'm like damn okay i didn't realize she was like this icon i thought we'd already Um,
0: covered that i guess maybe not maybe that did happen between episodes i I think it did i think it did too
1: if we're wrong, feel free to hit us up on Instagram or something and yell at us and send us death <laughs> um, threats. I don't. We're
0: not, you're not wrong because I just looked and perfect. Uh, so it, it keep, happened. Keep the, your diary recorded.
1: Keep your death threats to yourself, then people. Um, all right, let's talk about A Bay of Blood. Let's go back all in right. time, baby. Let's go. back in 1971.
0: Boy, did this movie look like 1971?
1: Yeah, um. it's well, it's. It's funny how this is actually a really good a good example of how. And I'm going to get pretentious here, but, like, mm-hmm. cinema is, you know, it's kind of like um, a mirror to two different cultures. Because, like, yeah. this is the same year that A Clockwork Orange came out. And if you, you know, and that's obviously in Britain. It takes place in the Britain. And it's um, kind of dystopian. And it it's kind of dystopian. So, like, you really, they both came out the same year. They both look very different movies in terms of, like, production design and all that. Yeah. Um, And obviously one of them is Kubrick, you know, which is uh, one of my boys, my man right there, so. I don't love that movie though I'll be honest it's not not my favorite it's far from my favorite Kubrick movie but
0: I've only yeah. seen it once and I was like you know trying to be a pretentious college kid and like really oh, yeah. think
1: about it and like
0: but you know what I really couldn't tell you what it was about now or like what you know I, I remember like watching it and being like whoa this is going to change my life and now I can't I don't really I <laughs> probably should watch it again because I don't really recall A Clockwork Orange and like all of the probably things I was supposed to pick up I might have been like drinking or high too so i don't know speaking but,
1: of drinking i'm hoping next time we record i'll actually have beer here to drink because we need to get back on that kind of schedule you know
0: that's true i do have beer here but i'm not drinking it because
1: i haven't drank in a while i just been indulging in other crap so i need to get in on that once I'm maybe for the next and...
0: the next movie we'll, we'll have like the christmas episode um
1: Ooh, it'll be a little point.
0: loosey-goosey
1: i'm into that all right bay of blood yeah. now yeah yeah Nineteen seventy-one. The IMDb plot summary is as follows: Ooh. The murder of a wealthy countess, which was erroneously deemed suicide, triggers a chain reaction of brutal killings in the surrounding Bay Area as several unscrupulous characters try to take over her large estate.
0: That's prob- that's a pretty concise. Um, yeah, that's pretty much. Uh, I mean, synopsis. I mean, for the if you're gonna watch, if you haven't seen this movie, be warned, it is confusing. But yeah. um, that is the gist of what
1: happens in well like that's not confusing what's too confusing was like why did she die why mm. was she murdered and um yeah those questions are probably answered but i didn't know the answers and i still don't know the freaking answer so well
0: we'll get into it when we when we get through so because i i i watched it and then i immediately was like writing this outline and i was like what the fuck did i just watch so i like completely pulled up like the plot synopsis off wikipedia <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much just read, read it paragraph for paragraph. But, anyways, this is, like I said, this is our first Mario Bava movie. Um, we've covered his son twice already on this show, Lamberto Bava, with Demons 1 and 2. Check right, those man. out in the archive. Um, he, he definitely went a little more gore right off the bat than his father. But, um, Bava's kind of like. Uh, he, he's. Very iconic Italian director, if you didn't know, but um, he kind of laid the groundwork. He, he was he was walking so Argento and Fulci could run. That's you know, way of putting it. we got but um, friend,
1: friend of the show Sheila is making an appearance oh, by the way. Your yeah, she's back here.
0: But um, yeah, so he kind of got his start, and I've actually talked about some of these movies throughout like the show. I mean, like Black Sunday, nineteen sixty the girl who knew too much 1963 a lot of people consider that to be the first italian giallo movie Hmm. black sabbath which is like a um anthology film which also kind of has some uh giallo like a giallo segment um i I won't go through all these but planet of the vampires we've talked about on the show widely inspired uh alien go ahead
1: Blood in Black Lace, I know, has been mentioned at least on this show at least yeah. once, if not. I know a lot of other people. That's a, I would argue, that's a more well known, you know, universally well known Diallo mm-hmm. from 1964.
0: Yep. Uh, Lisa and the Devil came out, you know, '74. That's kind of, uh, it's it's been, you know, it's regarded as one of the like great satanic movies of the '70s, but then it's also remembered as being one of like. It had a it had a, an American re edit called House of the Exorcism, which is regarded as one of the worst movies ever made. Um, oh, but interesting. So uh, yeah, I mean, very iconic. You know, I mean, uh, Bava really set the groundwork for a lot of stuff.
1: Um, so now. Eric. Now, yes. this is this is an Italian horror slasher movie. So, mm-hmm. um, obviously, a Bay of Blood is not the the official only name of this movie. Now, Absolutely looking at not. our notes right now, I'm reading through a lot of these names, and I would argue almost all of these are better than a Bay of Blood. Why don't you run through a couple of these for us? So,
0: I mean, the 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 first name that actually like people who maybe like it, maybe it's second most common name. Is, I think, its best name, which is Twitch of the Death Nerve.
1: I love that name. That's incredible.
0: I believe that's the title that it was released as in America um, initially, and then it was like. I think there's some VHS releases floating around with that name, but it was also called Bloodbath, Before the Fact, which, you know, I don't know if that's better than.
1: No, it's not. That's why I said almost. Um, I saw Before the Fact (laughs) and I thought better change it to almost. The
0: Ecology of of Murder, which. Kind of a um, cool
1: name. I like that one. I like yeah, it's, that it's
0: one. okay. Um, last house on the left, part two. We'll get into what 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 that might be meaning. Yeah, later on. But one. then we have blood, bloodbath, bay of blood, which I just, like that. that seems like a bad translation.
1: Which is cool, though. I kind of like that. because we of that also exact have, reason.
0: We also have bloodbath, bay of death, carnage, cool. and then chain reaction was actually what it was released as in Italy at first um that that one's
1: a bit more that's that's a more um straightforward title for this movie that makes no sense i don't really know what a bay of blood has to do with it other than the fact that there's blood in this movie
0: yeah but um like i said like it uh it hit america and i believe it was kind of running like i mean i'm by all means not an expert on like grindhouse and exploitation distribution in the 70s and 80s but it sounds like different companies would buy rights to movies or even different theaters at times and then just straight up like rename your movie for like the poster. <laughs> so that did um, seem to happen quite a bit. So that kind of gets back to what we were talking about with um, this movie was running for a long time in the 70s um, as a double feature with Wes Craven's Last House on the Left. Um, which was another pretty influential slasher, um, revenge, uh, movie, um, kind of laid the groundwork for like a shit ton of movies to come after it. But, um, so uh, you know, that, that's why they, you know, it would be billed as the last house on the left and the last house on the left part two, which, you know, I don't know if anybody stuck around for the part two, but it would actually just be a bay of blood, which, You'd find out pretty quick had nothing to do with The Last House on the Left, so...
1: Really nothing at all to do. And I, I would honestly probably say that The Last House on the Left may be a bit more of an exciting movie. I I mean that in terms of like when things are happening, not exactly like a sexual thing, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, wanna, it's definitely make that
0: very clear? Uh, grittier.
1: Yes, that's a better word for it. Uh, it's know, a grittier movie.
0: It's definitely uh, sh- more shocking. So, uh, Although this movie has plenty of shocks in it. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: I but, mean, I'll just say right off the top here. I don't. A lot of these really cool names don't seem to fit. They seem to be too cool it, for the movie. You know, yeah, for what you get.
0: Well, I mean, you know, this this movie, like a lot of Italian movies, was um, severely restricted by its budget.
1: Big shock! It's only specialized um, in here.
0: It was. It was uh, like I've read different things. Like I was reading some interviews and some articles about like bava originally wanted it to be a cannibal movie and then one of the producers was like hey like i just read this book about um etymology and bugs like let's put that in the movie and then like the, one of the other producers was like well i want a mystery so kind of like that's what we're talking about when there's like too many hands in the pot of italian cinema because <laughs> it's like everybody wanted to do different shit and you know what hats off to baba for putting something on the table because <laughs> he you know he he put something kind of competent out and yeah I mean, it's widely regarded as a classic so he definitely uh, uh did a good job but i mean you in you know about uh, you know about this a little bit more than me steve but yeah baba couldn't even um hire cinematographers for this movie he was did it all himself directed shot it um Actually, using one of the child actors' wagons for tracking shots and scenes, so real DIY. I think, I think a lot of the time we think of like Italian movies from this era of being like super art house, you know, and. I think like it, it's definitely like maybe art house and kind of colorful but that doesn't mean it had a budget at all.
1: <laughs> no. I mean art I mean, house in itself kind of like conveys a low budget but Yeah. Yeah, I mean not having to hire a cinematographer, you know, that's that makes sense, right? I mean a lot yeah. you would be surprised by how there are certainly big Hollywood directors today that do their own photography as well. Um, one notable one is St- Stephen Soderbergh. A lot of okay. his movies, he, he he shot him. He shot it himself through a uh, you know what's the word a, not a synonym a, uh, pseudonym. A, a pseudonym. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I mean that guy's a fucking workhorse. So that guy is just constantly. I don't know how the hell he does it. Um. But yeah. So. It's cool, though. I like that. I like when, you know, a jack-of-all-trades filmmaker, you know. Especially when you have to because of budgetary concerns, right? When you don't have a choice. I think that's definitely Baba is a jack-of-all-trades
0: because he was making everything, too. Because he – I mean, every time we cover an Italian director, too, like, when you look at their filmography, I mean, they all have at least, like, 250 movies. Like, it's – yeah. They they're doing everything. They're they're doing sex comedies, they're doing horror movies, they're doing like action movies. Like Italian directors are really working hard. Especially yeah, back man. in this
1: era. This is an era that I wish I mean, you know, I was born in 90, you were born in what,
0: 92?
1: Mhm. So you and I are obviously, I mean, you know, I turned 30 in like in 10 days. So Oh boy. I don't feel like I'm I'm young, but apparently I am. Anyway, my point yeah. is that I, I wish you and I could, like, go back in time to, like, the low, you know, early 70s and go to a drive-in and kind of a grindhouse drive-in, yeah. that kind of thing. Would um, have
0: been interesting, you know. for sure. And I think, like, yeah, I don't think a lot of these directors even, like, understood the concept. There there was no concept of, like, home video or any of that. So, like, they were like, well, I'll never see that again. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, yeah, that's if you saw gone. a movie in
1: theaters, if you want to see it again, you better find it on TV at some point. Hope you're yeah. happy to catch it in time. Um, but hey, I mean, you know, starting pretty much next year, the idea of a movie theater itself will be, you know, remembered fondly, yeah, by future R. people. R. So, but um, can
0: continue. <laughs> speaking of workhorses and just the what what we really want to talk about on this show is. Um this is widely considered Bava's most violent film. And that's pretty much in thanks to a man named Carlo Rambaldi. That's a
1: fun name cool. to say. Yeah, I was going to say it's cool. Carlo Rambaldi. I like it. And
0: that. I was not super familiar with him like I've seen his name pop up but I really kind of took a deep dive on this episode and looked into him. I mean he's I'm I'm going to kind of say it he's kind of like an Itali- the Italian Savini. Mm. And maybe that he, it maybe even, uh, like, uh, he's, he's definitely a precursor to Savini. I mean, this guy is doing gory movies in a time where there's not a ton of gore. You know, we're not in the 80s yet with, uh, where it's, like, it's just like kind of a one-upsmanship of gore. You know, this is a time period where, like, it's relatively tame um, as far as violence goes in movies. But, um... Yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, pioneer of gory film, kind of up there with Herschel Gordon-Lewis. Um, and especially in some of his like early work, like Bloody Pit of Horror, 1965, had some pretty crazy, maybe not gore, but blood effects. Planet of the Vampires, same thing. Night of the Devils. Uh, all of these movies are kind of like gothic sci-fi movies with a surprising amount of gore for the time and then he also got um, put on the um, Andy Warhol films. The He did Flesh for Frankenstein and Blood for Dracula, which, again, very, very early, early 70s uh, art house kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, just like shock films. So, Schmalt,
1: yeah, uh, well, yeah, OK, yeah, you're right. There's a word for that, that I'm drawing a blank yeah. on, too. That's how we do things in this podcast. <laughs>
0: And uh, and then he also schlock.
1: did he also did it's deep red yeah it's schlock. schlock that's yes. the word I win that's how we do things in this podcast <laughs> we remember them
0: so he also did deep red which we've covered on the show I don't think we really hit on him too much as like a in like a biography form so I'm gonna do it here for you but um, yeah Ribaldi is probably other than some of the movies he would work on later in his career um, one of the most I thought interesting kind of just facts about him is he is the first special effects artist to be pulled into court to prove that something was a special effect and not real in a movie.
1: Now it is, um, that has to be like a badge of honor for special I would effects think so. people, right? I would think so. Yeah.
0: And, and the movie in question is actually a, a Lucio Fulci movie, of course. <laughs> yeah. 19, 1971's uh, Lizard and Woman's Skin um, there's a dog mutilation scene that is so visceral that um, people wanted to prosecute Fulci for um, animal cruelty, and he was on tr- he was literally on trial for this and would have served like years in prison if Rimbaldi hadn't come and exhibited how the special effects were done in a courtroom. So um,
1: that's such a cool story. Pretty <laughs> it's cool so fact. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty. I cool I mean, it's fact like for, for you know, 1971. It potentially a huge issue that turned out to be just really damn cool in the end yeah um so well uh if i can um a, a similar anecdote actually is um in a cannibal holocaust yes that's um, another big famous example yeah where the uh the director was on trial and the cast had to physically show up in the in the courtroom to be like no we're not dead like mm-hmm. we're, we're here <laughs> yeah which is like yeah, uh, And then, and then you, you I think that was also inspirational to um, Blair Witch Project where a lot oh, of marketing for sure. the movie, you know, where they, people thought they were actually dead. And I know a marketing stint they did for the movie was that they put up missing, missing yeah. people for all the cast members, which is pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Incredible Holocaust. I think like, yeah, the director like, you know, filmed it. And then I think he just sent all of them like on vacation. He's like, yeah, just stay in, you know, why don't you stay down here in like Portugal? Or, uh, Social distance in in, uh, in a Brazil for a uh, you know for a, for a year it's on me we're gonna we're gonna market the fuck out of this movie that you actually died so um, but yeah Rimbaldi is uh, known for kind of being the first to kind of have to be pulled in on uh, on on that type of uh, charge for I guess it'd probably be like obscenity animal cruelty or something um, and not that Italians would ever shy away from animal cruelty because <laughs> cannibal Holocaust I mean. The actors didn't die, but they definitely killed some uh, animals on camera for that one.
1: Yeah, that, that's the that's one where it was all actually real. <laughs> or not all of it, but there was a, that, that turtle scene. There's a specific turtle scene with a turtle, and uh, yeah. that turtle gets done up. Let's just say yeah. that.
0: But, um, but wrapping up on Rimbaldi here, I mean, that, that little claim to fame, he would go on to do a lot of really mainstream stuff and a lot of uh, more creature effects, um, including... Uh, The King Kong creature effect for uh, 1976, which I've never seen, and I'm assuming it's kind of a man in a gorilla suit, King Kong, but um, he would also go on to do creature designs for Alien, the alien head, prosthetic, um, E.T., Steven Spielberg, uh, Stephen King's Silver Bullet. He did one of the creatures in the Conan sequel, and uh, he also... Worked with the sandworms and David Lynch on Dune, nineteen
1: eighty four. So, too bad he couldn't be there for the sandworms in the new Dune.
0: Yeah, well, he probably wouldn't like it. I feel like he's a very staunch uh, sure. practical effect man.
1: Yeah, know I'm I with mean, you. I,
0: I believe he died in like, I believe he died fairly recently, um, like in the, you know, two thousands. You know, so he I, he didn't live to see the full CGI boom, but. He was seeing some. Actually, he probably saw the worst CGI of like the two thousand to two
1: thousand eight. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm I'm thinking like um like scor Scorpion King shit, yeah. like really bad yeah. CGI. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I mean rimbaldi Carlos rimbaldi Carlo rimbaldi, uh legend. I'm gonna go out and say it, legend of uh of Italian cinema, and uh, you know just. Would lay the groundwork for a lot of uh, just great gore that would come later, and we'll actually talk about some of these kills in this movie once we hit into the in the next section here. But some of these kills have been mimicked to this day, and uh, yeah, this movie's kind of been mimicked because it's a uh, it definitely well, lays <laughs> it, it lays the groundwork for like every slasher to come.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then you know, I feel like I have to say this every episode, but like it helps that we watch these kind of movies because like there's not really a big need to go through like each story beat because it's kind of speaks for itself, you know? It's like I know that this podcast is kind of half the movie, half just for the kills itself. Yeah, so like you know, just I mean, I read the IMDb plot synopsis, and really, it's this. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. It's kind of like to be fair, I like that. I prefer that. You know. It's so simple.
0: It's kind of like uh, just people kind of not one-upping each other, but it's like, you killed this guy, and I'm going to kill you for watching me kill this guy, and then that guy's going to get killed by somebody else. And it's just like kind of this, like, what was it called? Chain reaction? It's yeah. literally a chain
1: reaction. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like like a yeah, like something nefarious happens. It's just cleaning up the witnesses. Yeah. That's really what it is. now, I should mention that the movie does not do a great job of making all that clear, no, Or maybe it doesn't. maybe maybe you and I just missed something. But... <laughs> no, it doesn't, but um, <laughs> that's I do wanna, the idea.
0: I do want to talk about this like first slasher claim, Steve. because mm-hmm. like I'm assuming you you have seen um Psycho, of course. Long so, time ago, but yeah, a lot of people like you know, I think say like slash, uh, Psycho is the first slasher movie, I guess. But, I mean, um, but yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too. I was like, well, I think that this one's a little more close because it kind of it, it has like the body count that you get later on.
1: Um, I personally would not consider Psycho to be a slasher. I mean, yeah, a character gets slashed to death. I don't yeah. I don't think that that alone makes it a slasher, but. Yeah, and that's just me.
0: I mean, I, I'm gonna say so. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, clearly say that you know this this is the official first slasher blade job stamp of approval movie. We're putting okay. it on this. It's done. It's done. But um, yeah, I mean, and it's it it definitely like right from the beginning of the movie. Um, I guess not right from the beginning, but once once those like teens get involved and they come into the the house. Um, I mean, that just feels like every, like, uh, teenage slasher movie to come out for, like, the next 30 years. Like, even Evil Dead, like, just, like, group of teens show up at a house, start just getting killed in crazy ways. Like, this movie kind of set the formula that would be copied, like, to this day. (laughs) I mean, it's still going on. So, yeah, um, very, very iconic. And I think that's kind of the first, like, good thing i had like on my good the bad and the what the fucks but i think the kind of iconic and the influence of this movie um especially being a horror fan and seeing everything that's come after it like you can definitely see where like this would have inspired some director from the 80s or even 90s so i think that's like the best part about it is kind of like the nerdiness that you can get from it
1: Totally agree. Um, Before we get into the whole good, bad, what the fuck, Eric, did you like the movie overall? Yeah, I did. I, uh,
0: you know, it's confusing, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I kind of knew. You know, I've seen enough Italian, you've seen enough Italian movies. The plot's not going to, you don't watch it for the plot.
1: No. Yeah. Speaking. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, <laughs> so. I, I, yeah, I know that a lot of watch it for the pl- like, like for for uh, example, a Reddit, through the Reddit the uh, Reddit subreddit watch it for the plot is essentially just for uh, movie scenes with the nudity. It's why it's called the Watch It for the Plot," right? Kind of a wink, wink. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie could very much uh, this movie could very much be a part of that. A lot yeah. of a lot of material here for that.
0: Yeah, but um, no, I liked it. I mean, I was kind of like. You know, I'd always heard, like, oh, it's, like, really bloody for the time. Oh, it's, like, you know, the first slasher movie. So I kind of went in, like, a little skeptical. Like, oh, like, you know, I've seen a lot of stuff. Like, you know, we'll see if it's really, like, you know. I've seen gory stuff from this era. Like, is it just going to be, like, guys getting stabbed and spitting up blood? But no, it actually is pretty, uh, it's pretty fucking bloody. And it has some really great special effects, like, that would hold up. I mean we we've we've seen 80s movies with worse special effects than this. So
1: I think I'm, I'm trying to think of like when was Microwave Massacre? That's oh a movie with just god. like garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that movie was garbage you know, front to back, but good yeah. god, man. It's that been like was like a fast. year since we covered that. That was last it, like last Christmas. Wish I could Christmas. W- wish I could put it way back farther in my my in my, you know, in my <laughs> past, but I mean, I'm not gonna say that that one's worse than audition because no movie we've we've seen is worse than audition, but that's got to be like the next. I think
0: one. I think on that show we did say that Microwave Massacre actually is worse than audition. Did we? We should have if we didn't.
1: Yeah, I mean it's bad, <laughs> but I guess this episode isn't about that. All right. Um, what did you think of it? What What was your your thought on it? I I have the same issue with this movie that I do with a lot of movies we cover where. The violence, slashing, nudity—all that is great. It's everything around that I don't care for. Right, I mean, like the plot a lot of this, in the story, well, yeah, in the characters, even even with yeah, which is you know, just the biggest <laughs> elements of a movie, right? Um, it's just a lot of this is very. It almost seemed very um like daytime soapy. Mm.
0: The actual
1: plot itself. I mean, never mind the fact that like I don't know what's happening. I mean, it's you know. I should, but the movie doesn't help out with that, right? You know, a lot, Some sometimes if I don't know what the hell is going on for a movie, it's my own fault. Actually, a lot of the times because I go <laughs> on my phone like an idiot, like a dumb millennial. Um, but sometimes it's them, also the movie's fault, and I'm going to go ahead and say that this is also the movie's fault. Yeah. Um, no, it's it, definitely it just, the movie's fault. It, yeah, and I'm glad you agree. I, I'm not alone in this one. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and we're going to get into the kills, but the, I mean – because 1971, right? This is not a... I mean, this is the same year of A Clockwork gore which A lot of people say, oh, this movie is so disturbing. It's mm-hmm. not at all. Maybe if you were in 1971, absolutely. But now, yeah. uh, you're just overreacting. Come on, <laughs> give me a break. Um, but I, I mean... So I, when I went into this, you know, I knew that it's early 70s. You know, you've got Herschel Gordon-Lewis and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, you know, since then. So... I don't know. My expectations were like for the violence were tempered, but I was pleasantly surprised by, you know, and I know we've talked about the kind of blood in these early because, you know, movie blood has changed over the decades.
0: Oh, it's gone from
1: that. This this follows under that kind of um, kind of glossy, lighter colored blood where it's like. You know, clearly they changed something in in special effects to look a bit more realistic over time. Yeah. This is very unrealistic looking blood. But then again, what the hell do I know? I haven't stabbed anybody in a while, so I don't know, like, what (laughs) blood is supposed to look like coming out of a person. But um, to me, it just seems very fake. But at the same time, the effects are, I was was pleasantly surprised by how violent. So, you know, my official answer is that I like it. Yeah, I like the violence. I like the nudity, of which there's a lot. Um, yeah, you know,
0: there's one character in particular who is just she just I,
1: likes to. She's the French girl, right? The French. She's girl. the German girl. The German, That's right. The French girl's another yeah. one. The German girl, which is Brune funny, Hilden. because the French, the French girl, I would have expected to be the, the the naked one a lot more. But the German girl, I'm a little surprised. But hey, yeah. things. It was the '70s, so what are you gonna do? Yeah. Um. So overall, you know, it, like any movie, you like some parts, you like, you don't like other parts, and. There's no part of this movie I dislike, but obviously when when there's not murderings happening, yeah um, because of the fact that it's very confusing and it kind of meanders a lot um and all the soapy aspect of it where it's it's almost like kind of like a heightened sense of reality when it comes to like yeah. the intrigue with these characters and the you know and the decisions they make and it's um, yeah
0: it, it, the way that the movie plays out too is it like it kind of will like introduce a character. And then the character will, like, be, like, just about to be killed. And then it'll, like, flash back to, like, how they got here. And it's really kind of confusing how they do that. (laughs) And then it, like, will just, like, kind of abruptly end. And it just proceeds with them getting killed. So it's kind of, like, I mean, you know, part of that probably is due to, again, production being a mess. And whoever edited this Film, I feel quite bad for because I'm sure yeah. they had a bunch of just like people yelling at them constantly. Their work cut but, out for them. Um,
1: yeah, so that's my that's my my take on it. How about we get into some goddamn kills? here? Yeah,
0: so. It, it, this the there's so many kills in this movie. Like it will the the plot will kind of unravel itself as we go through these because it's kind of uh, <laughs> the best we can. The yeah, best the, we can. We, the way that we describe the movies is just like we hop from kill to kill and explain how we got there a little bit. So yeah. the movie just like right away starts out with um, this countess. She's wheelchair bound, and like within the first five seconds, uh, a mysterious set of hands throws a noose around her kicks the wheelchair out hangs her um we later find out it's her husband
1: well what's cool about the hanging is yes. like i mean it's a hanging but kind of right like she's yeah. in a wheelchair we don't know why she's in her house we don't know why um, and <laughs> it's the, night who knows it's, it's night yeah who knows why it's night right um and, but then like i mean think of like a noose wrapping around her neck and then he kind of just pushes her off of the off of the the Leaning wheelchair. forward off the wheelchair, so she's kind of just like imagine if you're like laying on your tum tum, but suspended, kind of like a like a Cirque du Soleil show, yeah. um And that's kind of what like how, how she was hanged, if you will. Mm-hmm. Which, it's just it's an interesting way. I've never seen somebody like you know die that way. Never yeah. mind the fact that this is the kind of movie that if it shows a dead person, they're definitely breathing the entire time. you just have to <laughs> Ignore that. This is one of those movies. Well, sometimes
0: they're just dying.
1: <laughs> Some of these people are very much deceased, um, and they're kind of just like moving around. But hey, you know what? Are you gonna do?
0: So we see this lady hung like she's Countess Frederica, and um, immediately after we it pans right up to the killer, who we we find out is her husband Filippo. And damn it, Filippo, he is immediately just like immediately stabbed right after that, which was kind of like the first like whoa shit like what the fuck's happening with this movie because. There's literally two deaths in like well, yeah. the first minute, and like one of them is the killer being killed. So it was kind of, I kind of liked how that started, where it was like, oh, this is really
1: we're gonna have a lot of people dying here. If you take it into the context of your first watch, it's very confusing and jarring. Mm-hmm. But the longer I I said on it, I'm like, okay, like you know, you you see an unnamed woman or an you know an mm-hmm. unseen woman getting murdered, and then I, you're talking. I mean, you're talking seconds after she's dead this dude is stabbed by a third party and it's like, okay, there's clearly more here that meets the eye. Yeah. And that man remains a
0: mystery kind of throughout most of the movie. But um, from there, we kind of cut to like the scene we were talking about earlier, where there's like these teens driving. Um, So it's like, it seems like word has got around town that like the countess was uh, committed suicide. So everyone's kind of like, I don't know, I guess going to investigate or going to just dance on her grave i don't really know why the teens well, break into her house
1: yeah i agree but we you should probably to clarify that um philip philip philippo um he does try to stage that that killing as That's a suicide true. and we um, find out
0: later it's Fili- we'll get into it but yes yeah f- <laughs> so he
1: tries to stage the killing of the countess frederica as a suicide leaving a suicide note um only you know it's at like that meme where it's like call an ambulance but not for me where it's like yeah. he's like this is this bit of suicide and then he becomes a suicided one yeah as well well he becomes uh,
0: but, killed and then disappeared
1: sure for sure but, yes. but he's it's just funny how he's like i will stage this suicide successfully and then seconds later be like oh shit, yeah. so i have joined her and, joined her in purgatory man yeah.
0: so like we were saying there is this empty house now. Um, I guess it's just free
1: to take, free for I all. Guess, kids can just.
0: Well, we'll get into it because there's some characters who are trying to take the house, snatched out from underneath the rightful heirs. But that's this is where the plot gets confusing. We're not going to worry about that yet. But we <laughs> have over. four kids who, for some reason, are going to the house, and it seems to be there's two guys, Duke and Bobby. I love the, I love the Very names. Very they, names. They like. I'm assuming they're just like what are some American names that we could put in the dubbed version? And they're like, Duke, there's Americans named Duke. Perfect. And Bobby. So, um, they're going to this house and they're with kind of these, uh, at first I wasn't sure what the relationship was with everybody, but it seems like they kind of like picked these girls up. Um, there's Denise who is a French girl and Brunhilde, who is a uh, German girl. And they're heading to this, cabin this that the Countess lived in and uh, did anything fucking I guess there was some kind of what the fuck going on there where they were like dancing and they were like I don't know just the the whole uh, interactions with all of the teens before they get killed is uh
1: there seemed to be some sort definitely, of definitely like, it's stuff it's def- it's very cheesy there was some there was some male jealousy going on there I think
0: yeah I could have well, sworn. and that...
1: Denise were kind of a thing.
0: Yeah. And Bobby, it seems like, wanted to hook up with Denise and, like, didn't want to hook up with Brunhilde. But, I mean, don't be fooled by the name. Brunhilde was very beautiful.
1: Yeah. She was. Well, and she did. She skinny dipped. And I'm yeah. talking, like, for a long time. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like. He, I don't even think he knew that was happening. So it's kind of like a ignorance for him that he didn't yeah. realize that the girl that he was, like, I I, I I resist the to, to say stuck with, but he he's kind of like you know that she was his his gal as It say, seems it say, seems to be that way. So um um it's like dude, I, yeah I, I, it's like you know uh, yeah okay yeah. Like, like you said
0: Steve in the middle of all this sexual tension Brunhilde decides to go for a skinny dip, um, and while skinny dipping she brushes up against the dead body of Filippo in been... the water which is a
1: great scene because yes. it actually that was pretty chilling she, she's she's butt naked god bless uh she can only be the steve's cutie of this episode i mean it, it's the only one um, really yeah um anyway she's butt naked in the water and she's climbing up you know the dock ladder to get up top of the dock and when she's doing that the kind you know there's a nice shot of like the uh philippo's you know diseased hand touch kind of cur- curly caressing her her, her hip <laughs> um and then uh brunhilde has what can only be described as like a classic italian kind of reaction where she's just like Whoa! like yeah it wasn't even like i kept waiting for her to start screaming but she didn't quite get there it's just no. like in shock which you know i can't blame her for that one
0: yeah so she starts running um and then seemingly there's another killer uh i guess we're led to believe it's the killer who killed filippo who is chasing after her and this is our first kind of, uh, like, really, I would say, like, Blade Job-worthy kill of the movie. Where oh. Brunhilde gets this kind of hooked hatchet, slashed on her neck, and it gets, she gets slashed twice with it. And the it's like a, just kind of like a close-up of just like a cleaver-hitting meat.
1: And uh, it's pretty good. What I like about that is that it seems like during the slice, the the cleaver kind of gets stuck in her throat and kind of, like, gets caught, which, you know, amazing. Uh, More of that, please, right? I want to see more blades get caught in someone's insides. Like, I need that. I I need it. So, uh, shout out to Bava to include that, which is probably, you know, I mean, it was was subtle, of course, but... You can notice that the, it gets or kind Rimbaldi. of. Or Rambaldi is Rambaldi. That's true. Good point. And I'll when we get to our favorite kills, I'll. Well, I'll go be giving ahead because yours out. is the next one. Uh, you, that's true. Well,
0: so, why don't you take the next one here?
1: No, I changed my my next one. As you can oh, see, I don't I, have that one as anymore.
0: I thought yours was the Bobby kill.
1: Uh oh! I'm sorry. You're right. I'm sorry. Yep, I, I looked past that one. So yeah. So anyway, he gets caught in her neck and she's, she's iced. Um, and then, so what happens next? I mean, the the killer goes to the house. Yeah. Bobby answers the
0: door for some reason.
1: Bob, (laughs) Bobby answers the door. Uh, which is not something I would do if you're kind of squatting in a, you know, in, a in a house, but hey. Um, and he's immediately met with the cleave from the killer to his face, and I'm talking that mm-hmm. thing. That thing gets gets about. I don't. There's no way it doesn't slice into his brain. It is like <laughs> right in his eye. And to me, it was incredible special effects. Like it really oh, was. Yeah. I mean, it holds it was up. very good. It it's holds probably, up extremely well.
0: It's probably the best effect of the movie. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna say. I think um, so
1: too because it is, it is. I mean, it is in there. Like you can't. Like I think he had to kind of because he did. Of course, the killer takes the blade out, which is you know what, what you do. Yeah. And he, you know, I imagine he kind of had to get his. It was off screen, but I imagine he had to kind of get his foot up up on Bobby's leg to kind of get some uh, leverage. Some le- uh, leverage yeah. to pull that sucker out of there. Um, and it's it's good. That is deep in his head, and it's yeah. it's fantastic. Actually, you know what it reminded me of. And I know because you've seen this. In the most recent Rambo movie, there's a kill at mm-hmm. the end where he hits the trap and it comes swinging around and then cuts into yeah. his face. And it's like all the way in there. Oh, yeah. I love that kill because it's, I mean, like it's so shocking.
0: It's very similar to a Friday the 13th Part 2 kill where the um, kid in the wheelchair gets hit with the hatchet in the face by uh, yeah. Jason. Um, and he goes down the whole flight of the stairs with the hatchet hanging out of his face. Um, I mean, the hatch to the face would live on in uh gory cinema history forever but i think this might be the first instance where we get a good hatchet to the face and it you know it holds up it, it, it does definitely hold holds up.
1: up that's why it's my favorite just be, simply because i remember i mean you know it's you know, uh, all of the special effects artists i'm assuming want to have a kill that's mm-hmm. memorable right they want they, like, yeah. they want to have one that stands out amongst the rest yeah. And that one, to me, I remember thinking like, I remember because it wasn't like four hours ago when I watched this. Um, and it was like, yeah, I thought, wow, holy shit. Like, A, it's a great kill because, you know, a hatchet to the face. Got to love it. But then it's just the special effects are so well done. I'd love to find like a screenshot of it or something. Yeah, maybe,
0: we, 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 maybe we'll put it up with the when we post the movie tomorrow. Or on yeah, because it's just Cause it's very good.
1: good. And the fact that it lingers on his face a bit afterward. Um, I was beautiful. just a big fan of it. It's a beautiful kill. Beautiful you know execution, pun intended. And <laughs> it's just very good. So I was a big fan of that kill.
0: Yeah. And, and speaking of Friday the 13th Part 2 kills, the next kill in the movie was completely ripped off in Friday the 13th Part 2. They completely steal this next kill, which we have Denise and Duke who are in the throes. Fucking passion, passionate, passionate
1: lovemaking. Yeah.
0: When this seemingly, I mean, we still don't know who the killer is at this point. But well, he, that's
1: why Bobby had to answer the door because yeah. these two were these two were knocking yeah, boots, that's and Bobby true. the Bobby is like, I you know, I can't you know I can't fuck the girl that I brought because a she's well she's uh, dead, almost decapitated, and, and yeah, almost decapitated. But she's out with skinny dipping, unbeknownst to me, which is you know the real tragedy of this whole thing. Yeah but that's why he was able to answer the door. He wasn't busy, let's just say that. Yeah,
0: these two were busy, and the killer comes in with a spear, and we got spear through the two people, through, like, the back, out the stomach, through the stomach of the girl beneath, out her back, through the bed, on the floor. Um, Like I said, this this was, like, completely, completely redone in Friday the 13th Part 2. And probably has been done, like, in slasher movies since then um the old fucking uh spite kill because you kind of sh- shish kebab them together
1: that was this is my second favorite kill and uh, yeah mainly because they were in the middle of knocking boots during it but mm-hmm. it's an and that's also a good special effect the way because it shows yeah. and go i mean you know it it is it, a nice wide shot of you know the results if you will of the of the spear going all the way through down to the mattress, hitting the ground. Um, it's it's also a good showcase of strength for the killer. Mm-hmm. Even though the killer is not going to be some like weird monster like in other movies, no. right? This is, I mean, we don't know. I mean, technically. he's going to
0: be weird. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: I'm assuming if you're a de- almost decapitating people, you're weird to a certain extent. Yes. But. And at um, this
0: point, we should mention some of the side characters who've been introduced up into this point because they're all about to die in the next <laughs> segment of kills here. But we have what um, it's all about: um, the illegitimate son of Count- Countess Federica, Simon, who like lives on the lake and is like lives in a shack and eats raw fish. We have the neighbors, um, Paulo and Anna, and Paulo is a etymologist who is like he studies bugs and like yeah yeah he has a
1: weird fascination with like um with beetles i guess is what it was and
0: i had mentioned that a little bit at the beginning like when we were talking about the production of this movie but i read a note that like one of the producers was like had read something about etymology and was like thought it was like the coolest thing ever so he like (laughs) demanded that something like that be put in the movie so that's why we have a Etymologist. And they they'd go way in too deep about this, like etymologist. But we're not gonna go into it. But you have to know he's an etymologist, he's there. And he's married to this Anna who is a fortune teller. She's kind of a drunk.
1: Um but yeah. A match made in heaven, really. And
0: then the final two characters are we have Laura and um oh wait, no, there's a fuck ton of more characters I'm forgetting about. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. We have Frank and Laura. Frank is the um, this like real estate agent, real estate maverick, who's gonna try and snatch the house up from underneath uh, Frederica's uh, son Simon. And yeah, if also... you're if you're
1: a real estate estate you know, yeah. provocateur, you'll do whatever it takes, right? I mean, yeah.
0: And then we you know, have I mean... Laura, who's his lover, and then we also have Rob uh, Albert and Ranita, who is actual son of Frederica. Ugh. I Whatever, don't worry about this. these it's people. Crazy. All you need to know is that um, the next kill is Anna. She is in the house. Um, at this point, like the, ki- the people are getting killed. People are finding dead bodies. Anna is in the house, and she has discovered some dead bodies. She's actually discovered Frank, who was stabbed in the leg. Um, that happened earlier in the movie, too, when everybody was kind of in the house playing you know (laughs) scooby-doo but anna is decapitated and this is my favorite kill just because it comes out of nowhere and it does i'm gonna say it's probably one of the best decapitations of the time oh Um, for sure absolutely i mean she's kind of you know wrestling around wrestling around and um she gets decapitated and we find out later that it is actually renita who is, um, who, who did this? And her and Albert, um, are trying to, uh, just kind of kill everybody because, um, I think their thought process was, uh, they're going to think we did it. So let's just kill all the witnesses. Um, it's I'm a real, it's a real talking who's about the, who. The, yeah, the dead, chill, the dead teens. <laughs> so. It's a
1: real who's who of who's killing who, right? Like, it's yeah. just. Yeah, uh, yeah. And speaking of plans going too far, I mean, good God I,
0: Yeah,
1: I don't know. I've only killed a few people, and I just feel like <laughs> at a certain point, you could. It's like, why am I doing this anymore? I've killed enough people, so take yeah. it from me. But so, the plan is ridiculous. Uh,
0: while while Ranita is cutting off uh, Anna's head, her husband Albert is strangling Paolo. Um, so if you're keeping track at home, we only have four. I'm sorry, five, five characters left now. We oh have God. Frank the realtor. Laura, his lover, Albert, Renita, and then Simon, the bastard child. Um, It's at this point we find out that, like, Frank and Laura were behind the whole fake suicide thing with Filippo. And Simon got wind of it and killed Filippo. So Simon is now going to try and kill everybody. But he doesn't actually end up killing Frank. That's Albert later. But... Long story short, um, the kills kind of go like this. Laura is strangled by Simon after the whole plot is revealed. Simon is then pretty much immediately stabbed with the spear by Albert. And then Albert kind of is the final kill, but not quite the final kill. Kills Frank, who is the real estate agent who has been stabbed in the leg by uh, Ranita. I... Does this is, any of this make sense, Steve? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I remember it. I I do think that the last the the final k- pair of kills should be yeah. dive in. I would like to dive into that more.
0: Yeah, I, I was saving that kind of for the what the fuck because I think yeah. that is the biggest what the fuck part of this movie. One hundred percent. But that, in a nutshell, is all of the kills
1: in a bay of blood. Um, obviously some are a bit more um excite strangles i mean come on you are trying to impress me Yeah. i mean paulo gets
0: strangled with a telephone i don't even know I if remember it's possible that. well
1: because he 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 had to rush over to get a like, you know a, a yellow page you know a what a, yeah. a phone book a phone book that is um, true
0: he had to look up a phone book to call the police
1: i yeah which apparently is 3 what, 311 331 not yeah, um, that hard yeah yeah and he called it and then the person on the phone was like huh, White, And then he just <laughs> immediately hung up again and called back. I'm assuming he wanted to, rather than explain the situation, he just wants to get somebody who will like immediately know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. So he hangs up the phone, picks it back up, calls the 331 again, and then, is, of course, immediately um, has the cord wrapped around his neck, which, you know, not that is also an inspirational kill. The idea of wrapping the phone cord it can't be done now. But that can, uh, oh, that's very cute. But, the, you know, the idea is that... Yeah that was a nice kill kind of like a one last call kind of thing
0: yeah it was it was fun um you know the the strangling of the, with the phone is you know it's it is what it is but um yeah so we have the final two after this whole long convoluted story of just these people i guess fighting over this mansion why the daughter
1: How, it's not a great it's just it's a fine no. mansion it's not that great i yeah, mean that's yeah, not the greatest it's 1971 that is what i like about cinema if you will there's it's basically a time capsule to kind of see what like yeah. ni- early 1970s interior design was like which is interesting it's ugly but yeah, um. <laughs> yeah that, that, that too yeah i wasn't gonna say it but yeah it's, you're not wrong but yeah ranita and
0: ranita and albert are um This whole time, they're they're the actual daughter of the of the countess. Um, They have left their two children um, in like an RV camper, which don't think too much about. But they left them, (laughs) and and they have now killed pretty much everybody who would have been witnesses to to. um, all the mayhem that just ensued. Mm-hmm. Um, they are now scot free, if you will. They have the deed to the house. Um, all the bodies, I think they mentioned, were put into the bay. And so they're not, they're, you know, they're pretty much, you know, just washing their hands of this whole thing.
1: And then. <laughs> as, as psychopaths do. <laughs> they go, okay, we win. And then, like, you you're know? thinking, like, okay,
0: like, that's kind of a weird ending for the movie. But how does it really end, Steve?
1: So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the two, the two survivors, if you will, murderers and survivors alike. Um, they kind of, ex, you know, expositionally mention like, ah, well, that's all we got, all of them. That's all, and folks. That. And I should, should, I should mention that Renata, she's the uh, the mastermind here. She's the one. In fact, at some point, Albert, decide, he kind of wants to, like, you yeah. know, maybe, maybe hightail it out of there, fuck off out of there. He seems but like Renata, traumatized that he killed a man. She, and, uh, yeah,
0: she kind of talks them into you know, kind of, sort of killing two more men.
1: <laughs> well, she's very manipulative. She's kind of like a black widow in that sense, yeah. and uh, she's clearly wearing the pants. She's you know, she's the the brains of this operation, and to the point where she's like verbally abusing Albert because he won't kill somebody. Which <laughs> I don't know if that would that would be. Yeah, if I'm not sure if I'd it's be into kind that. Kind of a but, red flag,
0: be, deal breaker for me.
1: Uh, uh, it remains to be seen for me, but it really, so um, at the end, there of course, they're you know they're wrapping up the story right we got them all like days later it's you know it's daytime it's (laughs) they're wrapping things up they're like hey well we killed the last one good that means there's no more witnesses and they're kind of like embracing uh the music kicks in nice music and then the camera zooms out and then you see a big ass like double barrel shotgun aiming at them and then you hear the young boy the son go i think he says um what does he say? He goes like, "Hey, hey, hey, mommy," or something like that. Yeah, and then just fires on them and <laughs> takes them both out. Just bam, bam, and they're both obliterated. Yeah. Um, and then the two the camera goes on to the two kids. You know, the a guy a guy and a gal, a young boy. And yeah, young they're girl. like five or they're like both like yeah. five and six. Very young. I don't know where they got the gun, but they're very young. And I think one of them said turns to the other one and says, uh, "Boy, they're pretty good at playing dead, huh?" And then they go and they go, "Let's go play." They just and like then skip they, away to the bay. They just go to the bay to I don't know catch crawdads or something, and and it ends. <laughs> it literally
0: just says the end with them like the splashing end. in the water.
1: <laughs> Not really sure. is is that maybe
0: the most what the fuck ending we've
1: covered i I don't think there's anything that tops that i mean in terms of like confusion absolutely yeah where it's like (laughs) what why did they just shoot them i mean did they did they see everything happen and they're like well we have to clearly take out these two
0: that's interesting that's interesting yeah I, I
1: don't know what other explanation you could have for it, other than the fact that maybe the apple doesn't fall. Were they the two kids of these two? Were yeah, they, they were
0: the two kids of Albert and Renita.
1: So the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, I guess? You uh, know, yeah. They're like, well, you, you said the witnesses. Now, if we kill you, as we, our, us five-year-olds will have no yeah. witness. The cops will ne- will always believe us. You know, They were like, you know what this bay needs? Just a little bit more blood. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. If they had video games. It wouldn't be killing them, but their parents, you know, <laughs> video <laughs> also, games. don't Also, gun cause safety.
0: Violence. Gun safety. People
1: maybe the- don't have like a big ass double barrel, you know, musket in your in your house. Yeah, where the Available kids can to, then blow yeah. you just kingdom come.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then that was the end of the movie. Really? And I was like,
0: because
1: I saw the note in 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 our notes before the movie ended. It was like, you know, what the fuck the ending? And also interesting. And then I saw the ending, and I thought, yeah, that makes sense, yeah. because yeah. Uh, it just, I mean, were they, like, the secret protagonist? Why, why would these... Be...
0: I was thinking about why that after you... I
1: watched this. Who is the protagonist of this movie? Uh, the Hatchet, probably, if I had to guess. I would say <laughs> either the Hatchet, oh. uh, you know, Bobby, I guess. I kind of thought it might be Simon, because
0: he kind of gets double-crossed, and then... yeah he kind of kills everybody, but then he dies. Like he's not the last guy to die. And you know, you don't, why would you kill the protagonist? And then who's the, actually the antagonist? I don't even know. It's like well,
1: Renata was the antagonist. She oh. was kind of, she was pretty mean. Um, yeah. But her mother the, did get killed. Yeah. But the way that she reacts to it, I feel like maybe it was only a matter of time before she killed her. Oh, mom, you know what I'm saying? Okay. I don't know. That was whack though. That ending. I was like, okay, I guess it just ends. Yeah. No well with the two kids killing their parents and i'm talking like buckshot bam bam they're done they're It's like
0: bang bang and it's like a it's almost like a point of
1: view shot of the kid It is. um yeah Uh, yeah, okay you know that was my reaction was like okay why not but that's it that's
0: a wrap that's a bay of blood and uh like i said i mean you have to be in the right mood to watch this movie but i'd recommend it especially if you're a fan of slashers and you want to kind of see the start of the genre give it a give it a watch it's definitely it's definitely worth your 90 minutes i mean this movie can't be that long
1: it was like an hour and 30 hour and 40 minutes around there um it it is just a good a good special effects uh oh yeah showcase i mean i know that's kind of like what we specialize in on this podcast but this one is you know among the 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 higher i would consider this like a not like like something like street trash which is just like a mayhem mess of special effects all which, which great but this one's a bit more subdued. But the special effects, especially that that stab,
0: man. But for the time period, I'm going to say above and beyond. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Really going above and beyond. Uh, didn't it didn't have to give us these kills, but it did, and for that, <laughs> we we thank it.
1: For that we thank, it. I'm thankful for that. Yeah.
0: But um, yeah. So any final comments,
1: thoughts? Um, not really. I mean, you know. I, I, my only comments would be what the hell was the ending but i do like the special effects the skinny mm-hmm. dipping is fantastic so re- really i would consider this would be very Blade job approved it really has everything oh
0: it's definitely Blade job approved um,
1: including kids killing their parents which is i, I yeah. mean as, as weird as the ending was i do welcome that right i yeah. would i'd like to see more kids killing their parents for yeah. sure you know not I'm, because of know, video games
0: i'll take a what the fuck ending uh any day over like an audition ending
1: well we're yeah good lord absolutely yep (laughs) so
0: um like i had said earlier uh next episode we got a christmas episode coming out um just a little hint for you uh it's very strange little known kind of christmas horror movie um it's all i'm going to tell you about it but it's uh it's going to be a weird one we're going to get steve some beer and I'll be thirty, so I'm gonna need it. We're gonna have a good time. Yeah, that's right. Happy birthday in advance. I'm uh, not gonna get to say it on the show, I guess. Well, we'll nah. no, no, yeah. You will be turning thirty right in the middle of the break here. yep nineteen. Um, yeah. It. We got some uh, we got some good stuff planned. We got a, we got kind of the next couple episodes planned out and
1: yeah. All of which will be on Shudder, which is great. Shudder yeah. has been helping us out. That's
0: another hint to it. The movie we're covering the next two movies we're covering are on Shudder, so
1: keep that in mind Uh, eric eric it's been a pleasure as always
0: no it was fun fun movie fun time talking about it uh shout out to carlo rimbaldi
1: for that's right
0: pretty much without him this movie would have sucked let's just say it
1: for sure absolutely (laughs) this movie was this movie really like hinged itself onto the kills and the nudity i really did i really can't trust that enough that's skinny dipping bring it back you know bring it back that's all i'm (laughs) saying Bring it back into the popular zeitgeist. All right, buddy. All
0: right. I think with that, we out of here. Talk to you guys. Next time we talk to you guys, it'll be after Christmas. So have a nice
1: holiday. Um. Yeah. Be good to another. Wear a goddamn mask. You know. (laughs) Yes. All ask All right. Bye, everybody. See you guys.